with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And a rather smoky Tuesday morning out there outside the studio here at Quebec and 3rd. Alan Wishart in the host chair flying solo again today. But I've got a full show lined up and my first guest is already here and raring to go. Well, okay, yeah, okay. She's giving me a bit of a smile that says, maybe raring to go didn't really. Lori Ann Maley Bell, good morning. Good morning, Alan. So now, you're an artist, and you've got a show opening when? Um, it's going to be opening up on the 18th at Studio 2880. Okay, so that's on Thursday. Yes. Wow. Yes, a couple of days. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. So now, is this your first show? It's my first show in Prince George. Oh, okay. So you've had shows elsewhere. I have. I'm originally from um, Edmonton, Alberta. Ah, okay. We recently, um, well, not recently, we moved here about uh, seven years ago. <laughs> of course. Of course, in Prince George, that makes you recent. Well, I think it's it's recent to me because everything's still new in Prince George yeah. to me. I'm yeah. still getting my feet wet. <laughs> so obviously you, you did art already. So what kind of works do you do? I'm, I concentrate mostly on watercolors. Mm-hmm. I can do other mediums, but watercolors is my first love. Yeah. So I have learned over COVID to do some really different things with watercolors. Okay. So not just painting on paper. Now we can paint on canvas. We can paint on wood panels, all kinds of decorative things as well. So is that why the show is called Beyond Watercolor Boundaries? Exactly. Exactly why we chose that name, because it's not just your typical watercolors behind glass. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of my paintings um, are mounted on um, birchwood panels, and they're protected with uh, a special resin wax Mm -hmm. coating. So you can see the painting up close, not hiding by glass. You don't get any glare. You can actually touch the paintings if you want. Whoa. That's going to be tough for some people to adjust to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have favorite subjects that you like to focus well, your painting I'm Landscapes. Oh, okay. Landscapes is my, my thing. That's what I started out, and mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy doing the most. Um, we do a lot of hiking, canoeing, camping. So I'm always out and about in nature, mm-hmm. and those are the scenes I like to paint, especially mountains, etc. But I'm also kind of a lover of architecture. So that's mm-hmm. part of the show is going to highlight a bunch of the heritage homes here uh, in Prince George. Okay. So my love of architecture and and just really enjoying the older homes mm-hmm. in the in the area plus it's kind of um given me a little bit of an idea of the communities here in the yes. city because i live on the outskirts so i don't get to spend a lot of time in town so this has been my fun job um last summer <laughs> and this summer coming up just walking the streets, um, taking pictures of mm-hmm. people's houses. <laughs> so if anybody sees me out there taking photos, it's for art. It's yeah, not. It, this um, is not Google Earth. This is an artist. Exactly, exactly. And I try to always capture the home. Um, sort of every person that owns that house kind of puts their own mm-hmm. their own touches on it to make it their home. And so I really like to concentrate on bringing all the landscaping that's around the house. I don't want to just paint the house. I want to paint all the beautiful trees and all the landscaping and the flowers people have planted, that type of thing. Really emphasize that it is a home, not just a house. Are there some of the 
homes that you've seen in Prince George where there maybe isn't very much landscaping? So you kind of imagine in your mind what the landscaping could look like? I actually have had to kind of doctor a few of my <laughs> paintings, so to speak, because there will be a great big tree right in front mm, of the house. Yeah. So I do sort of have to eliminate or maybe just move the tree a little bit over to the side. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, when I take photographs, I take all my own photography. Right. And when I take the photographs, I'm keeping that in mind. I want to get the best shot of that house. Okay. Yeah. So it sometimes means you might have to spend a little bit more time taking the photographs, just trying diff- slightly exactly. different angles and stuff to exactly. get the one that's going to make the best painting. That's exactly what I've had to do. And I actually, um, sometimes in the fall and in the winter also, mm. I've been taking a lot of pictures because these homes, you cannot see them once the trees have started yes. to bloom and grow. <laughs> you Like literally the house isn't there. So instead mm. I choose like an autumn scene. Mm-hmm. where there are no leaves on the trees, and then we can actually see the house. Um, a couple of them are winter scenes, that kind of idea. Yeah. Now, are there any times where you've gotten pictures of the house, and you've gone back, and you started painting, and all of a sudden you realized, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and get another picture, because I don't know exactly how that thing looks. Exactly, and <laughs> I have had to do that. Yeah. Exactly. So that have you ever had like the homeowner or somebody come over while you're taking pictures and ask? I haven't. Nobody's actually caught me doing photographs uh-huh. or asked asked what I'm doing. Okay. But um, in the spring, I started to post a few of the paintings onto. Uh, you know, you're from Prince right. George, those yeah. type of sites, and I got such a positive response, <laughs> and it was so um, exciting to learn. All the different um, families that had yeah. lived in the home, different people would comment and say, you know, they lived next door to it mm-hmm. or they lived in it, that type of thing. I've gotten a lot of contacts, people asking me to paint their homes now because I think it's a great idea to capture those memories. Yeah. You might not be in that home anymore, but you've made so many memories. People have raised their families there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do is paint their home with and show all that, I don't know kind of love and <laughs> and attention that that was given to the house to keep it maintained so are there some neighborhoods in prince george that you sort of concentrate on because they've got older homes no now i'm kind of going all over the place oh, okay um with social media people you know told me about mm-hmm. their homes um the architects that built it mm-hmm. that type of idea and some people just want their home painted. Yeah. So it's really helping me learn the city because now I'm out walking about and I'm a walker. Yeah. I, I like to walk around neighborhoods and, and spy and, well, not spy, but, no. you know, well, I walk by homes and I check them out. Yeah. And especially when I'm painting them. One of my biggest questions now when I'm painting them is, what do they look like inside? Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of interior design in my background, so yep. I'm scratching my head now <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, do those beams, are they exposed inside the building? Because that would look so awesome. Yeah. Things like that. But it's not something that you can really put in your painting, because unless you want to try to do an x-ray of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of cool to be able to maybe put a few floor pans in there type yeah. of thing, or, or even maybe paint a kitchen here and there who knows what the future holds <laughs> yeah. so now when you get a note from someone saying you know this house at this address would be a really good one to paint yes and you go over yes. do you a lot of times find yourself getting pictures of that house but then oh my goodness the house two doors down 
looks yes. just as nice. It doesn't look the same, but absolutely. it looks as nice. So absolutely, yeah. my list keeps getting longer and longer. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd be done once I did. You know, I think there's about six registered homes, okay. but there there's thousands out there, oh, literally yeah. thousands. Um, I was in Fort George area. And I mean, there's so many older, beautiful homes in there too. Yeah. So you know, I specifically went to take photographs of certain um, certain properties, and um, <laughs> quite often I am lucky enough to meet the owners. That's actually when I think about it, I have met a couple mm-hmm. of owners, and they're wonderful. They'll come out and they'll give me a little brief history right. on the place, and uh, yeah. yeah. So all of all of your pictures, though the paintings as well as the photos you take, are basically like street views, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So because yeah, exactly. Would you Would you be interested if an owner came out and said, "Would you like to see the backyard?" Absolutely. Yeah. Because sometimes the backyard looks better than the front yard. So yeah. I would I absolutely. That's the view I want to get. Yeah. <laughs> the best. And view. then it would be something, and it also makes something a little bit different. Yeah. With your paintings, yeah. rather than all of them just. Like, You'd be you know, surprised at how many people um, probably would like their backyard painted because that's where they spend ninety yes. percent of the time. They're mm-hmm. not always sitting in their front mm-hmm. yard. You know. Yeah. Not yeah. very many sometimes, but. Yeah. So now, in. Um, Beyond watercolor boundaries, then what's the approximate split between landscapes and homescapes, if you will? Well, there's quite a few landscapes in there, too. Mm. Um, For example, the ancient forest. Um, I've got some paintings of that in there. Just different little paths and that that I walk through Mm -hmm. um, when I've been in some of the parks. So the first time that you... Had you heard about the ancient forest before you went out, or did you go out sort of knowing nothing about what it was like? I knew quite a bit. Mm. Um, I've actually been visiting Prince George probably for the last 30 years. Okay. Um, My husband has family here, so he would come up regularly every spring, sometimes, you know, fall, Christmas. Mm -hmm. There's family here, so, you know, you're coming back and forth all the time. And I think that's one of the things that really drew me to want to retire here is... Mm -hmm is the beauty i really like the ruggedness um close to the mountains and that's what i enjoy yeah and again as you were saying you've got the ancient forest which is just made for yes. painting yes but if you don't feel like going quite that far you can just head up cranbrook hill to forest for the world absolutely yes and get some great landscapes up there as well Oh, absolutely i don't even have to leave um my oh. home really I, I have wildlife walking through my backyard. <laughs> so those type of scenes, too. I, I capture everything now, too. I'm trying to go a little bit smaller with some of my images, too. I find the way they design homes now, we don't have a lot of wall space. So I hear yeah. that a lot from, from people that, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful. I love the painting, but I don't have any wall space. Yeah. And this is exactly the way they're doing the open concept. So I've, I've started to not only make some of my images smaller so people have options, mm-hmm. but sometimes instead of looking at the big picture, I'll just zoom in on something as small as a corner in the cob. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you, do you ever do that with the home paintings? Like, do you ever just zoom in on, say, a particular window and maybe it's got like a window box in front of it? Or do yes. you always paint the house? Absolutely. That's, okay. that's exactly. Like, it's not always the big picture. It's mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to zoom in and just, just show the way the light is hitting that little flower box mm-hmm. and bouncing off the mm-hmm. window. Absolutely. Those are things that excite me. So... 
when you were putting together this show for Studio 2880, how tough was it to choose the pictures? It wasn't too difficult because mm-hmm. during COVID, I really did a lot of walkabouts mm-hmm. and I was able to um, teach some classes online. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple pictures there of things that we that we did in our classes and that of specific areas in Prince George because that's really what I'm interested in right now. I'm really trying to get my bearings. Um, I want to feel comfortable in the city. I want to be able to go to different places and events. You guys have a real lingo here in Prince George. You guys will talk about certain areas and that and I don't have a clue what the heck you guys are talking about. You'll find that as well is you ask for directions to something in Prince George and a lot of times People will not say, well, you go up this street to this avenue. They'll say, okay, you go up uh, that street, look for the big orange building on the corner, take a left there, go a couple of blocks, you'll see a blue house off to the side. That's the one you want. That's that. That's what always um, tricks me up because yeah. that's exactly what they do. They give me a landmark. Oh, it's right across from the marketplace. Yes. Well, I don't know where the marketplace mm-hmm. is. Well, I sort of know where the marketplace is, but I'm I'm going to have to check that on a map. Yeah. Type of idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be lost. <laughs> no. Well, I would think you're probably starting to get to know some of the areas of Prince George, I, though. So it was really it has really helped me. I feel a lot more oh, comfortable. Yeah. So now. On Thursday evening, yeah, opening, yes. Will you be doing an artist talk? I sure will. Okay. I'll be talking. Um, I'll give a little general talk, but mm-hmm. mostly I like to talk to anybody that that comes in yeah. and and just chat. And hopefully, especially when it comes to the homes in Prince George, it's just auto, automatically kind of opens up a conversation. Yeah. yeah. So now, what time is your talk going to be? So I'm going to be there from six to eight p.m. Okay. And I'll probably do my talk right in the very beginning, so yep. then we can just enjoy Jam. and yep. socialize and and look at all the art. Now, when it came to putting the show together, did you do it yourself, or were you working with someone from Studio 2880? I get a lot of help from Christina Watts mm. at Studio yes. 880, as well as Lisa Redford. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's on my own. Yeah. Like it's it's up to me to to. To hopefully pick the right paintings mm-hmm. and, and what's going to interest mm-hmm. people. And, and I'll find out. This is what my first show is really going to indicate to me. Like, am I on the right track? Is this mm-hmm. what people want to see? But having said that, I've always painted what I enjoy yeah. and what I love. So in the show, are did you put the homescapes in one area and the landscapes in another? Or did you really mix and match? A, a little bit of mix and matching, mm-hmm. but yes, the home paintings are kind of grouped together. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a lot. There's going to be like pretty close to 35 paintings there. So, wow. You know, I'm hoping I can get them all up on the wall. Yes. We're going to be doing the setup today. Okay. But, uh. Because <laughs> 35 paintings, I've gone in there sometimes and there's been like, say, a dozen paintings because you were saying you're doing smaller works now as well yes a lot of these are 12 by 12 okay. um, 11 by 14 mm-hmm. type of images so a little a few few of the larger ones i'll have in there but for yeah. the most part they're they're all going to be that size yeah um thinking about the new homes like i said yes. <laughs> no walls <laughs> no and now question that i sometimes ask and sometimes forget to are all the works for sale 
Absolutely. Okay. Yes. That yes. never hurts to ask when you're They're talking. They're all for sale, and yeah. I'll have prints available um, down mm-hmm. the down the road as well. Yeah. But yeah, the original art's all there, mm-hmm. and hopefully, some people will find new homes for them. Yeah. Now, this is something I know a lot of artists do when they're doing a show where the work is for sale. If you sell one of the pieces, would you just put a sold sign sticker on it and leave it up for the remainder of the show? Ideally, though? that's what yeah. we like to do. Um, and and I know sometimes people are out of town and they want to take it with them, yeah. that type of idea. But if possible, we like to keep it on the walls. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell it's, it runs till the end of June. Yeah. So, like, okay. give a month for far. everybody yeah. to to enjoy it, and then absolutely, then come pick it up, or, or we'll ship it to you. That type of idea. Okay. Yeah. Lori Ann Maley Bell with Beyond Watercolor Boundaries opening at Studio Twenty Eight Eighty again on Thursday, the eighteenth at yeah. six to eight p.m. Okay. Thank you very much for coming in and Thanks, letting us know Alan. about your work. Okay. Great. Take take Thanks, a quick Alan. break and be back with more after nine. None of us have all the answers about suffering, but Christians have a unique response and unique resources to endure suffering. When you see God's willingness to suffer for us in Jesus, then you can begin to suffer as a Christian. Dr. Michael Ziegler's message, Responses to Suffering, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Be listening for The Lutheran Hour Sunday mornings at 8 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Learn to love your smile again at Der Denture Center. Der Denture Center offers a full range of denture services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Der Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation. No referral required. For help with your existing set or if you need new, Der Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. Eat healthy and fresh at Homesteader Meats, founded by Ben and Rosella Clausen in 1982. Homesteader Meats has two premium quality meat and gluten-free products, plus Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Single portions are available in most items, including pierogies and sausages, and are half-pound packages off ground beef, ground pork, stew meat, and meat pies. Everything from Erladen to Patties is at Homesteader Meats in two locations, College Heights and Park Hill Center. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly sunny with local smoke today. Wind from the northeast at 30, gusting to 50 starting this morning. A high of 25 with a high UV index. Tonight, clear with local smoke. Gusting northeast winds becoming light this evening, a low of 6. For Wednesday, mainly sunny with local smoke. A high of 26 with a high UV index. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And heading out of town a little bit for our next guest, joined by Stuart K. Wood with Barkerville Historic Town and Park. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning. How are you? Well, apart from the smoke, are you guys getting the same smoke we are? Yeah, it's a little bit hazy out here for sure. Okay. It's more than a little bit hazy, I think, in some areas of Prince George. Now... You're hoping, obviously, what, about two weeks that this all blows over? Yeah, you betcha. In two weeks, we're hoping that the skies are clear because we are opening on June 3rd. Wow. Now, is this the first full season of Barkerville again since COVID, or were you open full last year? This is 
is our second season. So last year we opened around the same time, and then we were open until the Sunday right after Labor Day. So we're following the same schedule this year. But what's different this year is that we are able to open the Theater Royal for previews of our new show on June 3rd. Okay. So that's a little bit different. And Theater Royal, of course, one of the highlights of Barkerville. Now, you were saying previews. So I take it that means Theater Royal is not actually opening on June 3rd. Oh, no, the show will be running each day, but uh, we call it previews because we'll still be getting some of the kinks worked out. Mm -hmm. We want to test it in front of audiences (laughs) and uh, make sure that everyone has a good chance to see it before we have our grand opening of the Theatre Royal on July 1st. Okay. Now, with Theatre Royal... Have you, were you able to keep most of the same members of the cast, or did COVID sort of mean a fair bit of turnover? Oh, yeah, COVID certainly saw uh, us drop our interpretive crew by probably about half. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do have this year is the same returning crew that we had last year. So everyone is a seasoned veteran. Okay. And they all know their way around the town now, and they're ready to go. Now, is everything set and good to go? I would say for our programming, everything is set and good to go. We are still in rehearsals for our new theater show, and that is happening as we speak. Now, were there any renovations done in Barkerville over the past uh, summer, like over the fall and winter? Uh, yeah, um, last year we saw our foundation of the Theatre Royal was uh, all finished up, and so we have a new basement in the Theatre Royal. And, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a secret, but there will be some upgrades to our washrooms uptown this year, too. <laughs> Those, that's always a welcome thing for visitors to hear. Absolutely. So now I guess to some extent, then, the fact that you couldn't run Theatre Royal for a couple of years worked in your favor because it gave you time to make the to do the work on the foundations and stuff absolutely we're able to see a silver lining and we're hoping to do a similar thing with the richfield courthouse this year because it needs some uh, tender loving care and so we're going to keep our judges down below in barkerville while we get the uh, some maintenance done up at the courthouse okay so the sittings will be held in barkerville rather than in richfield that's right yeah now if when people are coming out to Barkville, well, first off, I guess it opens June the 3rd. What are the hours? Uh, our programming runs between 9 o'clock and uh, 5.30. And our shops in June have uh, varying um, business hours, but they will be open for about the same time. Okay. And now, for people who have never been to Barkerville before, how, is that, how hard is that maybe to believe? What is Barkerville? Barkerville is a historic gold rush town that was founded in 1862 after Billy Barker found gold at 52 feet uh, below the surface, and it started one of the biggest uh, mining booms here in British Columbia, was a contributing factor to the creation of British Columbia as as a province of Canada, and in the 1950s, it was uh, made a historic site and has been preserved for people to come back and see a little bit about our history from that period of time and to learn about how people live their lives. You're going to see people um, doing living history interpretations, so bringing that history to life and also talking about some different cultural aspects, like how the gold rush affected the Chinese community that was here, and most in particular the indigenous community. Because there is a rather substantial Chinatown in Barkerville. Absolutely. One of the largest Chinatowns in British Columbia is located in Barkerville. So now, did you, when it comes to finding the interpretive workers, then obviously you have to make sure that the workers who are in Chinatown are of Chinese ancestry, or else it sort of doesn't ring true, does it? 
Absolutely. I mean, there were Europeans who lived mm-hmm. up in Chinatown, but for us, if we're going to be telling the history of Chinatown, it's best to, you know, have those stories come from uh, people of uh, the same um, descent who, who were there during the time of the gold rush. Basically, nothing about us without us. Yeah. So now, if people are coming to Barkerville and they're figuring, okay, I'm... I want to walk around, maybe stop at a couple of the interpretive sites just to talk, just to chat with the people. About how long should they figure it's going to take? Well, if you're just there for a casual trip like that, I'd say give yourself the full day. Mm-hmm. But if you want to fully experience Barkerville mm-hmm. and take in all the programming, make sure you see the show, make sure you go to all the shops and enjoy all the restaurants, you're looking at a two- or three-day trip. Yeah. Thankfully, we do have accommodations here on site and in the nearby town of Wells and uh, the nearby site of Bowen Lakes. And uh, many of those accommodations you can book ahead of time. Yeah. And the other thing to remember, because you, you mentioned this, so I'll just bring it up as well, Wells is also a great center for the arts in this area. Absolutely, it is. Um, it is uh, uh, a hub of all sorts of interesting characters, people involved with industry, uh, people who are involved in the arts. Uh, it's a really nice mix of people. So now, if people wanted to... Are, are there camping facilities in Barkerville? Yes, there are. We have two campsites, and we do have one site that is available for group bookings. Okay. Now... It sounds like a rather silly question, but again, this is a historic site. Are the campsites, like, fully powered? Yes, they are. Our two campsites are fully powered, so if you were going to bring your RV or your fifth wheel, mm-hmm. we're all set up for that, and we do have water services, too. Oh, good. Now, is, is, are there ever any... I seem to recall a few years ago, I can't remember if they had the clothes, but they were warned they might have to because there were forest fires in the area. Is that still a thing that you like to let people know about ahead of time? Absolutely. I mean, forest fires is always a threat for any of us here in British Columbia, especially with all this hot weather Mm -hmm. that we are having. And if there is any danger um, nearby to the site of Barkerville, that that information would be available. Now, let's go to the other extreme. I'm trying to remember because it's been quite a while since I've been out to Barkerville. Is there ever any danger of flooding? Oh, yes, especially this time of year. Um, Right now, the waters seem to be okay, knock on wood. Uh, But we have had times when the water cut into the bank, and we've been a little worried about our water wheel, which sits right along the bank there. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been years when water coming down the gulches have been a little heavier than we were expecting. (laughs) Uh, But for this year, I think we're looking like we're in good shape. And now, again, for people who may not have been out there before and are in Prince George, about how long is the trip out to Barkerville? You'd be looking at about a good two-hour drive to get here. And you basically, you head down 97 towards Quesnel and turn not that far out of Quesnel. Uh, well, you could turn down Schemenauer Road. Huh? Um, that's what we call the shortcut. Right. But if you just want to head straight into Quesnel and turn left at the airport, you'll be able to head down Highway 26, and we're all the way at the very end. Okay. Stuart, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about Barkerville after 9. Decayed, forgotten, abandoned. Visit this limited-time showing from the Prince George Photographic Society at the Railway and Forestry Museum. On through July 8th, Abandoned zooms in on relics of industry to present a visual experience for you to explore. Purchase a print to support these local artists and help restoration efforts at the museum. Abandoned from the Prince George Photographic Society on through July 8th at the Railway and Forestry Museum on River Road next to Cottonwood Island Park. 
Does Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery offer baking for diabetics? Yes. Cheesecake, carrot cake, blueberry pie, brownies, and more. The cheesecake and carrot cake each have four net carbs per slice. Blueberry pie has five, and the brownie has just three net carbs. Do these specialty baked goods taste good? People love them. What else would you like to say to our diabetic listeners? Come to Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery next to Pharmasave on 7th at Quebec. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. The Alzheimer's Society of BC and the Prince George Council of Seniors will be holding a day of presentations about the variety of services they provide seniors in their community. The Services and Supports for Seniors Day will be at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library on June 27th between 10 and 3. It is a free drop-in event for adults interested in learning more about these services. Services and Supports for Seniors, June 27th from 10 to 3 at the downtown library. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Stuart, you were saying opening day at Barkerville coming up June the 3rd. What is happening that day to make it special? Everything uh, that we have to offer will be available that day, so all of our programs will be up and running. And uh, we'll just have a little bit of extra excitement, some speeches as we get the day started, especially when we um, open the doors at the Theatre Royal. Now, one thing I am wondering, because it happened not that long ago, really, is Barkerville is set in like the 1850s, 1860s, for the most part, I believe? Mm-hmm, 1860s, 1870s, okay. yeah. So now, during your ceremonies, will you now be asking people to sing God Save the King? Mm, yeah, we're going to have to think about that one, because uh, but if, when we sing God Save the Queen, we are singing it for Queen Victoria, who was the reigning monarch yeah. during the time of the gold rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't been singing that one as much lately, mm-hmm. um, so we'll see how that how that works out. That's usually one we say for Dominion Day. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then Dominion Day is, well, it's only about four weeks after opening day, so I'm guessing that is the next major event? That will be our next major event. So we will have games for all ages up at the clearing. There'll be a parade beforehand. Our theater show will be um, our big grand opening, everything. All the bugs will be worked out. All the kinks will be worked out. And we'll have uh, a really entertaining show for everyone to watch. And um, we're also going to have a bit of a party up at the house hotel afterwards. Wow. A party. Hey, sounds good. Yeah, with uh, some singing and dancing, hopefully. Okay. And now... What else have you got scheduled for this summer season? Yeah, so through the season, we also have our Indigenous Peoples Celebration that is happening August 19th and 20th. Mm-hmm. And so that day focuses on um, celebrating the Indigenous communities in the local region. And we have dancers and storytellers uh, from 
all around the area who come to join us for that day and participate to share their stories and and showcase uh, parts of their culture. And we also have free bannock for everybody that day and or for on that weekend. Yeah. And there will also be an artist market. And then following that on September 9th to help close out our season will be the ever popular uh, Chinese Mid Autumn Moon Festival, which has been happening now for pro. Oh, I think. We're going on 20 years or more, and that is a showcase of Chinese culture. There'll be lion and dragon dances. There'll be music and contests and a special evening show at the Theatre Royal. So something almost any time that you show up, but all of those events are obviously on the weekends, correct? Yes, they are, yeah. So now, during during the weekdays, if people come... Well, I guess, actually, I'll just ask quickly, because the, show, the season starts June the 3rd, um, have you got a fair number of school tours booked from Cornell and or Prince George? You know, we are getting more and more school bookings each day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to our booking agent, and she every time she finishes with one booking, another one comes in. So it looks like it could be a fairly busy year with school groups. Also, we just put up on our website that we do have some virtual programming available. So if there are any schools that can't make the trip, then they can um, book a, a virtual session with us for our original people's perspective or black Smith lessons, as well as our printing press lessons, and uh, those are at a nice cheap rate of $35, um, thanks to some money that came in from the Quinnell Community Foundation. Wow. So, though, so uh, if they can't make the trip in, there isn't anything like a virtual tour, it is just virtual uh, special aspects of Barkerville. Absolutely, and these are live presentations. Oh. So when you're interacting with our blacksmith, he is right there on the other side of the camera with you, and you can interact with him and ask questions and learn more about um, whatever aspects of blacksmithing you might be curious about. So that just means then that while he's doing that, he unfortunately isn't able to be interacting with people who are actually there. Well, the way that we have scheduled those presentations is that they are running between now and June 2nd, oh, okay. and so the people who will be viewing that won't be interrupting any of our school okay. programs. Mm-hmm. And so now, are there particular exhibits, if you will, or particular interpretive areas that the visitors seem to gravitate to? Well, there certainly are um, some different spots through town, particularly the water wheel, mm-hmm. which has been very popular uh, for the past several decades, ever since mm-hmm. Parkerville opened as a, as a historic site. Um, we also have some wonderful exhibits through town, which are just you know museum exhibits, um, such as the one at our uh, Nickel Hotel, which has a nice um, de- uh, sort of display about change over time, as well as a nice gun display. And then there is a gold mining exhibit up in Chinatown at the Halverson House that tells you a bit about the history of gold mining. And now, are those exhibits on all the time, or do they sort of rotate? Those exhibits are on all the time, and they are open um, between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. So if you're in Barkerville, after all of the excitement has died around mm-hmm. um, 5.30, 6 o'clock, you can still walk through the town, check out the exhibits until they go through and lock them up at 8. But at that point, you probably will not meet any of the interpretive people on the streets, though. Probably not, unless someone's sticking around because everybody likes to hang out in Barkerville. (laughs) So, if the... I hate to bring this up, but if the weather turns bad and it's raining, A, how are the streets in Barkerville, and B, what is there to do inside? (laughs) 
that's a good question because it does rain here quite a bit, <laughs> but there is uh, a lot of shelter. I mean, obviously, the Theater Royal um, is a show that takes place inside the theater, yeah. but we also have all our shops and restaurants, which are great places to eat and to do a bit of shopping, pick up some candy or some jewelry. Um, we have many exhibits that are inside as well, and we usually have some sort of sheltered version of any programming that we do. So if we're caught in the middle of a deluge, we have many different places that we can take the public, say, while we're doing a town tour and pull them inside and continue their interaction uh, without them getting soaked. Okay, so Stuart, if people want more information about Barkerville, if they want to arrange for tickets, if they want, if they are a school looking to book a tour, how do they go about doing it? You just go to our website at barkerville.ca and all of that information is available for you. Wow. And is there anything on the website in terms of visuals like um, or video, I guess, more specifically to give people a bit of a feel? Absolutely. We had our Rich in History video project that we did several years ago, and we just moved that onto YouTube and onto our website. So all of those videos that give you a nice overview about different aspects of the history here are available on our website. You just go up to Discover on the top menu, go down to where it says Rich in History, and it'll send you to a link with all those YouTube videos, and you can go through them one at a time. Now, how long has Barkerville been a historic town, and how long has Barkerville been? I guess what I'm trying to get at is what's sort of the next anniversary that's happening out there? Oh, the next anniversary would probably be our 100 year anniversary of when we became a national historic site, and I believe that's next year. Wow. Um, and we were made a historic site in the province of Canada, or sorry, in the province of British Columbia, um, in 1958, and we officially opened as a park in 1962. So we had our 160th, no, our 60th anniversary of that last year. And, uh, yeah, we just uh, keep moving forward with that. We became a town in 1862, um, so we also uh, had our 160th anniversary of that last year. Okay. Stuart Kaywood, Stuart Kaywood with Barkerville Historic Town and Park. Thanks very much, and I hope you've got a busy summer ahead of you. Oh, I hope so, too. Thank you for talking with us today. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9. On Thursday, May 4th, just after 6 a.m., Prince George RCMP responded to the report of an unconscious woman in the 1600 block of Ingledew Street. Officers determined the woman was the victim of a violent assault, and the serious crime unit is investigating. If you have any information about this or any other criminal offense, please contact the Prince George RCMP at 250-561-3300 or report anonymously to Crime Stoppers online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca. On May 5th, the Prince George RCMP located a vehicle which had been reported stolen containing multiple electronic devices which are also believed to be stolen. Large photos of these items are available on the Prince George RCMP website. If you believe any of these items belong to you, bring proof of purchase or ownership to the local detachment to speak with an officer. Proof of ownership would include a receipt with serial number or other uniquely identifying information. The Prince George RCMP is asking you to be on the lookout for 31-year-old Trevor Linden Alexis. Alexis is wanted on seven warrants, including break-and-enter, theft, and possession of a firearm without a license. 
He is described as an indigenous male, six foot two, two hundred ten pounds, with short black hair and brown eyes, and one full sleeve of tattoos. If you know the whereabouts of Trevor Lyndon Alexis, call the Prince George RCMP immediately at two five zero five six one thirty three hundred. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly sunny with local smoke today. Wind from the northeast at 30, gusting to 50 starting this morning. A high of 25 with a high UV index. Tonight clear with local smoke. Gusting northeast winds becoming light this evening, a low of 6. For Wednesday, mainly sunny with local smoke. A high of 26 with a high UV index. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, my uh, next guest is not here, but uh, joining us. Who was your next guest supposed to be? Well, I had difficulty believing that he would not show up because his name was Alan. Alan Dawson with Improv Schmimprov. Totally unreliable then. He (laughs) improved and went elsewhere. Well, that's what I'm wondering. it's been a few years now, but I still sometimes wonder if people do still go sometimes to go to the Studio yeah. 2880 yeah. where we used to be. So I will improv. Okay. Instead. Yes. So what are you going to improv? Do you want me to give you a subject, or are you just going to improv on a subject of your own choosing? I'll just read from the papers in front of me. That sounds like a, well, Okay, I, that's an interesting definition of improv. <laughs> well, I'll make up. Uh, I'll make up what I'll actually say based on the words on the page. How's okay. that? Okay. So it's it's kind of yes. improvisation, or I'll, yeah. And I will try to chip in every once so in a while. So we'll just run down some of the community events that are going yeah. on and, and things that people can take part in. Uh, then, uh, not the least of which is CNC. They they have a sonography pro- program, mm. not stenography. No. Sonography, yes. so sonograms, yeah, and they have their uh, clinics. Actually, they just finished uh, part one of their clinics mm-hmm. last week, and they have another clinic coming up June 5th to June the 8th, yeah. and they need, quote-unquote, patients for these <sighs> clinics so that their uh, their trainees can get hands-on mm-hmm. experience doing uh, sonograms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyone that wants to help out with that, that's... Uh, the Monday, May, or sorry, Monday, June 5th to Thursday, June 8th. Yeah. And they're doing appointments from 9 to one thirty. Yeah. Uh, and you can, uh, uh, it, now it does say non-pregnant adults. Yes. So basically, our demographic, 55 plus, yeah. is, is going to be available. Yeah. And actually a very good demographic for this type of thing because yes. it's a type of... Uh, procedure that you're going to be experiencing more and more as you get older, yeah. right? And you may as well get comfortable with it yourself as well if yeah. you haven't it, had one before. Exactly. Yeah. So you can book a, a spot by emailing thomasj28 at cnc.bc.ca and if you're not really sure uh, how or why or where, it, contact CNC and they'll, yeah. they'll point you in the right direction. Now, one thing should mention, because this is just basically a training exercise for the students, mm-hmm. they will not be providing any of the test results or a diagnosis, obviously. No, no. no. It's it, just they'll run, the son- they'll run the sonogram. Right. You say thank you. They say thank you. Yeah. You leave. And hopefully you're not glowing in the dark. Although there's no radiation involved anyways, so... No, no, it's a sonogram. Yes. That's... Ultrasound. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's something that I, I don't think we've talked about much recently. Mm-hmm. Foreign Credential Recognition Loans mm-hmm. Program. Yes. Uh, FCR, 
uh, they uh, still have an office here in Prince George. Yep. And uh, the whole idea is people who come to Prince George or come to Canada and, and reside in Prince George that have uh, skills or accreditation uh, in different professions overseas mm-hmm. that aren't recognized here, these guys help those people find jobs, yeah. uh, get the accreditation they need, yes. and get into the industry that they want, right? So um, yeah, you can find out all the details on their programs and how to get involved with that on their website, which is app dot fcrloans.ca yeah i seem to recall we did an interview a couple of years ago on the show with the woman who was running the program mm-hmm. and basically what it was is they go over the credentials that you've got and what you need yeah. and they also help you figure out what courses you need to take yeah they get you set up Canada. with uh, yeah. where to go and what to do to yeah. to get your res- uh, um your Credentials. Credentials back. Yeah. Uh, they, their office now is actually down on Queensway, oh. number 100, 2666 Queensway. So that would be down past the uh, Hudson's Bay Slough somewhere. Okay. Down, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Closer to where it uh, almost drives into the Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's not where they are, and hopefully the no. Fraser is not going to be rising the way it has been recently. Now, have we talked to anyone about the community moves? From I, I have I sent an email out yesterday, okay. hoping to get them on next week's show. Yeah, because that's coming, coming up next yes. week. Yes, uh, May twenty fourth to twenty eighth. Yeah, and this one I'm I'm not I haven't quite wrapped my head around. I understand <laughs> that it's a festival of a lot of arts and creative stuff. Yeah, but I I don't quite understand how it's going down method dance society is the main organizer as i understand it so obviously there's going to be a lot of dance involved if nothing else well so yeah dance but also artists you know visual artists uh, performances Uh, i believe there'll be some uh some actual uh, singing and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that as well uh their website methoddance.ca is where to go to kind of get an idea of of what and where you want to be for that yeah, yeah. I imagine they are probably hoping that they can do some outdoor events if the weather is holding up. Yeah, week. well, the weather is Maybe. supposed to be yes. uh, cooling off next week, oh, but yes. it, will goodness. that bring us some rain? I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It's, we are in sort of that mixed blessing period of the year, aren't we? Yeah, sure. If it cools off, it's usually because it's raining. Well, it can be, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh Next up, we have the Prince George Council of Seniors annual general meeting, oh. and that is slated for May the 30th. That's two weeks from today. That is. Yes. That is. So that will be a Tuesday, 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. at their new location. If you haven't checked it out, it's quite the quite the setup they have now at 1330 Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And I believe they are still seeking nominations for directors. And you can find out more information uh, by calling Barb Gunn at 250-563-0630 or email bggunn with two N's, 44 at telus.net. Or easier than that, just uh, get a hold of the Council of Seniors. They can uh, send you whatever information you want. Or, or, or And their number is easy to remember, 250-564-5888. Yes. Okay. And uh, someone just 
did a fifth fist pump to my left, so I think we'll take a break, and you can send it to the break. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, come back with some more on After 9. Cellist Henry Shafford joins your Prince George Symphony Orchestra for a main stage concert Saturday, May 27th at Vanier Hall. Hired as the youngest principal cellist of a major North American orchestra by the Vancouver Symphony, Shafford's performance will feature the Lalo Cello Concerto. Tickets for this and other PGSO main stage concerts are available at the Symphony office and online through pgso.com. Guest cellist Henry Shafford and your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, May 27th at Vanier The Prince George Potters Guild is hosting surface decorating with slips and underglazes with Karen Heathman. In this three-hour class, you will learn how to decorate with slips, transferring patterns, slip trailing, painting, carving, and building layers. Cost is $65 with registration available on the Potters Guild webpage under Programs at Studio2880.com. Surface decorating with slips and underglazes, June 18th from 1 to 4 at the Prince George Potter's Guild. Research shows that walking through a forest for just 15 minutes can lower symptoms of anxiety and depression and boost positive moods. What better way to welcome spring than by spending time among the trees? As a national nonprofit organization, Tree Canada works to improve the lives of Canadians by planting and nurturing trees in communities across the country. They support individuals, local groups, businesses, and municipalities to increase tree cover and help fight climate change. Join Tree Canada in growing better places to live by visiting treecanada.ca. This summer, we'll see some park maintenance projects which will require temporary closures in Prince George. Sections of the Heritage River Trail are currently under construction and will be closed through the summer. Other capital projects will, at times, affect Mooseheart, Late Late Tene Memorial, Kerry Jane Gray, Rainbow, Hammond, and Strathcona Parks. All projects are dependent on weather and the availability of contractors and supplies. For more information on city parks, visit the Parks and Recreation page at princegeorge.ca. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And Alan and Reg back in the host chairs. Alan with special guest Reg. Yes. Incredibly special guest Reg. That's right. Yes. Keeping things on track for a Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm, we were talking about CNC and yes. some of their continuing education stuff. Well, here's the good news. This is how good CNC is. Their reintegration readiness training program mm. recently won the Gold Program Excellence Award at the 2023 Colleges and Institutes Canada Awards of Excellence. Yeah, good. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I noticed a story in the uh, Citizen Today, I believe, mm-hmm. along those same lines. Uh, School District 57 won an Energy Efficiency Award from Fortis, B.C., for some of the work they've been doing. Okay. Yeah, they, they've gotten some grants from Fortis to install some more energy-efficient equipment, and yep. it's worked out so well that they picked up an award. Well, so well yeah, that's one thing I think we can say about our community is we really do a lot of work in, in the uh, taking advantage of new te- technologies yes. to reduce our carbon footprint, as yes. it were. Yes. So, yeah, good on them. Yeah. No, so a couple of awards for local educational institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, also worth noting that the Summer Speed Enforcement mm-hmm. Program is underway for the RCMP. Mm-hmm. So if you got the, got that hot car out of the garage for the summer and 
You're yeah. wanting to do the old pedal to the metal. Well, they're, they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was it? I think it was on the Coca Hollow, which seems to attract this sort of people. Mm-hmm. What was it? A week, week and a half ago now, they clocked somebody doing 262 kilometers, I think it was. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was when I was working in at the newspaper in Kamloops, and we would get faxes back in the days when you had faxes and not just emails yeah. Yeah. from the Merit RCMP. And they said um, a Vancouver resident wanted to see how fast his Porsche could go on the Coquihalla. Our radar unit was pleased to inform him it was going 214 when it went by. Hmm. <laughs> that was about all the facts said but i think we could fill in the rest yeah it didn't tell you how much of the how much the fine was yes how long his uh, license was, was suspended for yes uh, so funny yeah uh here's a program coming next month for young women girls grade uh, 10 to 12 hmm. uh and it's free it's uh, learning to lead coming to prince george again okay. yes uh for high school youth to learn leadership skills and gain confidence mm-hmm. The date is Saturday, June the 10th, yeah. and it goes uh, all day up at UNBC from 9 to 5. More information and for uh, your youngster to apply is available through the website MinervaBC.ca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been putting these on here, well, working around COVID, or even during well, COVID. Well, even they during they COVID, did they did a virtual one, yeah. so they have been, yeah. Yeah, and obviously they're getting response or else they wouldn't be doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they always uh, fill it up, so it's yes. good to see. Oh, and the, the, you've talked about this probably, the, the latest local legend. Mm. Yeah, is it Elmer Gunderson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Elmer is the, the local legend who did the carvings oh. in the trees down in Cottonwood Island Nature Park. Yeah. So he is the, uh, the new local legend from Tourism Prince George. Uh, I imagine they'll have another one coming up at the end of the month they sometime. Seem to, they seem to do them about every two months or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, every couple anyway, of months. Anyway, uh, if you want to check out, they they do little videos about yes. the local legend, and you can access them through the uh, uh, Tourism Prince George website, which yeah. is tourismpg.com, or their uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. should also mention all of the local legends are locally produced. Yes. Six Sigma Six Productions. Sigma. Yep. Yes. And I know every once in a while still on Facebook, you will see a note from somebody who saw the faces for the first time. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, wait a second. Is that, did somebody, van- no, that's too well done to be a vandal's work. <laughs> and mm. then they'll see another one a little bit further along and they'll tra- chat with somebody who they see in Cottonwood. Well, when Cottonwood is open, I think it's still closed right now. Yeah, yeah, flooding. with rivers still quite high yes. and probably will be for another month or two. Yes, so again, just throw that warning out to people. Yeah, stay away from the, oh, the, the yeah. fast-running rivers and streams. That's, and yeah. yeah, definitely it's that time of the year. Yeah, and also with the long weekend coming up, and this is the long weekend where a lot of people like to head out to the cabin and get everything going. Mm-hmm. Be careful in the woods, people. It's pretty dry. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, we, we uh, <laughs> they, the old saying, April showers bring Mayflowers. Well, not going to get a lot of Mayflowers with the amount of rain we had last month. No. It, it was uh, a okay. very dry April, and May hasn't been any better. So. No. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. very dry out there. And again, it's one of those situations where we're sort of we're caught in the worst of both, if you will. We've got flood warnings, but we've also got forest fire warnings. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you got to be yeah. very careful uh, heading out. Yeah. Uh, I imagine all the provincial parks or the uh, local uh, camping areas would have information yes. about. Uh, any issues? Yeah, that I think might I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure there's a campfire ban in the Prince George Fire Center. Okay, so yeah, that can be checked online. As yes, well. yeah, very easily. And uh, the last I heard, the entire city of Fort St. John mm-hmm. was under evacuation alert. Oh wow, which is like the the highest. Yeah, it's like get your stuff together and be ready to go in a moment. Yeah, and this was for a fire that only started apparently on Saturday. Oh, okay. when it was first noticed. Hmm. So, yeah, so it doesn't take long, people. Yeah. Those fires go pretty fast. Well, and, and that's uh, evident from our air quality today. Yes. A lot of smoke. In oh. fact, I got up this morning with a bit of a headache, and I had the windows open mm-hmm. all night because it was so yeah. <laughs> trying to cool down. It was supposed to cool down to six. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. The, the apartment never got down to, to 22, oh. Oh. but... Uh, uh, yeah, I think the uh, headache was uh, brought on by the fact that I was basically breathing in smoke all night, right? Yeah, which is not a good thing. No. So yeah. hopefully the temperature comes back down. I can close those windows <sighs> yes. and uh, enjoy some indoor fresh air. Yes, I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the forecast was the next couple of days, I think, are still supposed to be up around the same temperatures we've been getting. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's supposed to start to cool off a little bit at least. Right. So that'll be nice. Yeah, uh, the cooler temperatures. Uh, they they talked about a heat dome, and no. I don't think we've quite gotten no. there. No, thankfully, but, yes. Uh, so, uh, I guess knock on wood that that, that didn't happen. But uh, you know, this is only May, right? I know. <laughs> still, well, still a long way to go before we get to fall yeah. again, right? And those things again. Last night was sort of the anomaly because generally, even when we had the hot weather a couple of days ago, as mm-hmm. you were saying. You would get up to like 27, 28, but then it would go down to like four, five, six degrees overnight. So it was quite pleasant. Yeah. Last yeah. night, as I say, it was like 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. And that is more like what you associate with July in Prince George, where it gets up to about 30 and only gets down to about 20. There you go. So. All right. Well, that'll wrap it for today's Tuesday edition of After Nine. Tomorrow it is Kylie and Darren in for the Wednesday edition. And I I think they might even have a guest, but we'll find out tomorrow after nine. After nine is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Copar Administration.